Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast, Fringes of the Faith. I'm Pastor Paul Henderson. I'm the administrative pastor of the Capstone Church. And this next to me, this lovely person, is he is a second time on this show. This is Stefano Librelon. He is our worship director. Hello, Stefano. Here I am. Hello, Pastor. Here you are, are you? again. Again. So soon. <laughs> I kind of like it. Well, yeah. well, there's a reason that I've asked uh, Stefano to join us today, because we're going to be talking about a topic of the original worship leader. Yeah. The original the worship. The first one, right? The very first one. Yeah. All right. So speaking of topics, uh, if you have a topic out there that you would like for us to tackle, um, please comment in the section below if you're watching, or you can send us an email to, it's real simple, info at capstone.church. That's info at capstone.church church if you have a topic that we'd like to talk about now speaking of commenting if you're going to comment in our section we'd love to hear what you have to say um just don't be hating don't be a hater no please. <laughs> uh, we love you guys and uh you know we're, we're open to any recommendations any any criticism as long as they're constructive but just being a hater is just it's ugly let's grow together right faster yeah let's grow together yeah uh, okay, so today begins episode three of our podcast, Fringes of the Faith, and we're going to be looking at a personality that only appears by a specific name once in the Bible, only mm -hmm. appears once. But before we do that, Stefano, I'd like for you to uh, just introduce yourself again and a little bit about where you're from. Yes, so uh, I'm Stefano. Uh, I'm from Brazil, and I direct the worship department here at yes. Capstone. It's a privilege to be here. And yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's it. So this is Stefano from Brazil. Yeah, He's our Steph worship director and uh, that's it. Uh, now, Stefano is an awesome, awesome man of God. Um, he has uh, a servant's heart, uh, like, uh, none like any I've seen uh, in a very, very long time. So uh, welcome, Stefano. It's, a, it's an honor and a privilege for Thank us to you. have you Thank here. Thank you, Pastor. It's a privilege to be here. So let me ask you a few questions um, since you're the worship director. Uh, so as it happens... There, there's a character that appears in the Bible uh, by a specific name, and it only appears once. And that name, that name in Hebrew is Hillel. 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 Um, and that, that name actually means shine. Oh, uh, yeah. It means like bright. Bright. Yeah. Hillel. Um, also, it's, it's, it's contributed to like the brightness of the morning star. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I think I think I know who you were talking about. Okay, well, it, it's funny because it's related to another Hebrew word. I mean, they're they're close associations in Hebrew. Words are related to other words, and it's related to another Hebrew word that is halal, which means to shine. That also means to shine, but this word means more like to shine, to to be proud, to boast. Mm, you know what I'm talking yeah. about? That uh, kind of shine. Okay, it's a All different right. kind of shine. It's halal, not Hillel. I know it's, it's, you know, it's so similar. It'll get confusing. So have you guessed who we're talking about yet? I guess so. I think, I think, uh, Lucifer, Lucifer. Yeah. Lucifer. Well, you're absolutely right. We are talking about Lucifer himself. Um, and I think that this topic is worth talking about because, uh, uh we're going to look at Lucifer's position mm -hmm. in heaven before he was cast out. Yeah. And I think, Interesting. I think that that is going to open our eyes a little bit about um, why he was cast out yeah. and how that can, how that little, that just little flaw in his character 
such a such a a little flaw can creep into our own lives. Yes. Okay. We can learn a lot of. Yes, that. we can. You ready to talk about Lucifer? Um, you ready? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's so good. both Hillel, which means bright, like a bright star, and Halal means to shine and boast. They're closely related to another Hebrew word, which is Hillel. 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 He, oh. Hillel, which means to praise. And actually, this is where we get the word hallelujah, because we are saying Hillel, praise, ooh, we, yah, God. God, or we praise God. So it's a combination of three words. It there. is. Hallelujah. So we praise God. We praise God. Now, if we say hallelujah, hallelujah, we are saying hallel, praise, e, I, yah, God, or I praise God. So when Lucifer's name in the original Hebrew language is hallel, it describes Lucifer's main attribute, his function and characteristic. In the, in the presence of God, his job, wow. what, what he was created yeah. for. So he was the praiser of God, the original, the original praiser of God um, as a created being. And, and he was a bright morning star, which the word star often referred to angels. Angels in the Bible. Angels right? in the Bible. Yeah, they would yeah. call them stars. Um, and so based on his name alone, there are there is already a ton of information yeah. that we can that we can extrapolate out of that. Uh, so let's talk about uh, let's talk about praising God and, and the responsibility of praising God. Can we do that? Because you know a lot about that. Oh yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So how do we praise God in a corporate setting? Well, first of all, we have to have this mindset that uh, God is the center, right? He's uh, the motive why we sing. He's the reason, and He's actually the one who gives us the tools. To worship him, yeah, right? our gifts and our talents, the, the right? gifts and everything right. uh, mm-hmm. he gives us to communicate with him what he is. So everything is about him. It's nothing about us at all. You know, I was talking today. Uh, there's actually nothing that we can give God. I mean, there's nothing good enough in us that we can offer him. But just reflect what he is. Oh, that's good. Right. We're going to talk about reflecting what he is uh, in in just a little bit. So let's think about um, praising God in a corporate setting. When, when we come to church on, on Sundays and on Wednesday service, and we, we get together and we open the service with praise and worship. So what we're doing is we are worshiping God. That's how we praise Him. Yeah. And through music. Through music, uh, revealing, you know, telling, telling Him uh, through music, which is something that He created, who He is, I heard something really interesting about about music. Uh, music is something that was created even before the foundation of the earth, mm-hmm. even before the universe was created. Mm-hmm. Music was in heaven. Right. It's actually one of the first uh, manifestations of art that God created. Absolutely. You know. And the, did you know? Uh, you you probably know this, um, but did you know that in the universe? All of the the stars and the planets, they all hum. Yeah. At a frequency. All of them has like a, a vibration, a right? Vibration. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. And so when you think about the creation itself and and how God spoke, that spoken word is what actually brought forth everything. That's amazing. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> yeah. Oh God. So you talk about sound oh, and and sound waves and music, 
that's how that's, that's how the creation yeah. was brought forth was Amen. through sound yeah. and then through that sound uh led to praising of god for his creation so let's let's think about lucifer for a second because lucifer was responsible for leading worship in the heavenly realm yes yeah, so uh he let's say he was the the worship director he was the worship director yeah, he was the worship director in the heavenly in choir heaven. in the heaven. he was the one who auditioned the angels yeah know? okay <laughs> right and rehearse everything <laughs> yeah uh, so uh, yes he was responsible to take care of god's glory and to make sure that god was being worshiped you know accordingly yes. to 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 what he was you know created to yeah and so he was also responsible for creating the the song list he, yes, he was created. <laughs> he created a song list. He probably was the, the, the music writer as well. Oh, uh, yeah. You know? you know he was. Probably. So can you imagine you having to come up with the, the worship song list long enough to continually praise God for eternity? I think I would have to just not sleep at all, you know. <laughs> yeah. To work day and night. Or how about finding enough musicians to cover all the rotating positions? It would be like a gigantic orchestra pastor <laughs> it would be i don't think you'd have any problem finding musicians in in, in the heavenly choir yeah it's interesting as well that uh I, the bible mentions about lucifer uh his body was a a musical instrument mm -hmm. right the bible mm -hmm. talks about the pipes and strings in, in his body and as the wind would blow through his body sound would be created you know so he was so perfect so sublime that even instruments were in his being yes you know yeah we'll talk about that in in a few minutes but the interesting thing that you just said that just sparked uh, a memory for me is you said that when the wind blew and when you say wind what you're talking about is the ruach which is the spirit the spirit the spirit so in in hebrew ruach is the spirit but it's the only translation really for that for us to to really be able to comprehend is like the wind that's when jesus yeah. is talking to nicodemus and he said the spirit is like the wind it blows it blows right. right so that's good i'm that's glad that interesting you, i'm glad you brought that up so we know what lucifer's main responsibility yeah, was he was yeah. worship director which was to praise god are there any other responsibilities that lucifer had uh i also know that he was responsible to guard god's glory okay yeah guard protect to, to protect to guard mm -hmm. uh, god's glory and also to reflect god's glory yes he was uh, think about like a mirror he one of his roles was to reflect everything that was around him especially god's glory mm -hmm. right yes that's the that's a problem that can happen when mm -hmm. you you know uh so let's look at yeah. um, let's look at some scripture here that will kind of give us an idea a little bit about what Lucifer, what else he did. So when we look at Ezekiel chapter twenty-eight, uh, we're going to look at verse eleven. But just for context here, Ezekiel is prophesying about the fall of the Prince of Tyre, mm -hmm. Tyre, however you want to say it, which was the the Prince of Tyre was a physical ruler um, of that earthly kingdom. Okay. Yeah. All right. And so during this prophecy, he, Ezekiel, begins associating the attributes of a spiritual being created by God who resided in the heavenly garden of Eden, also referred to as the mountain of God, uh, with the king of Tyre. So when you look at Ezekiel chapter 38, what you find is um, Ezekiel is talking about uh, a physical prince mm -hmm. of Tyre, and then he's talking about the spiritual king of 
tower. Now, we know that there are principalities, powers, yeah. authorities in the heavenly realms. Yeah. And this is the structure, right? So, so at this point, he's describing Lucifer as the king, a spiritual king of this uh, um, kingdom called Tyre or, or Tyre. Um, so notice, though, that Ezekiel switches from titles from the prince to the king. All right. So we're talking about the physical, and then he switches to the spiritual. The prince, again, was the physical ruler of that kingdom, and the king is the spiritual ruler over that earthly kingdom because, you know, there are spiritual rulers over yep, kingdoms the of the earth. Right. right. Over, over the human kingdoms. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Over the human nations. That's why even, you see evil nations. Yeah, even geographically, right? Yes, geographically, yeah. So the prophecy of the earthly kingdom falling is directed at the physical ruler, the prince. So uh, Ezekiel talks about that. He prophesies about the fall of Tyre. And so then God transitions to the spiritual leader, the king, to talk about his previous position mm -hmm. in the spiritual realm. Okay, so we're talking about Lucifer, and this is out of Ezekiel chapter 28, verse 11. And this is God talking about, well, what did Lucifer do while he was in his position uh, in, in in the, his... at the throne of God? All right, you ready? Here it is. Let's go. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, take up a lamentation for the king of Tyre, the spiritual king of Tyre, and say to him, Thus says the Lord God, you were the seal of perfection. You were full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering. The sardius, the topaz, the diamond, the beryl, the onyx, jasper, sapphire, turquoise, and emerald with gold. So let's pause right there for a minute because there's a lot to unpack right oh, yeah. here. It's important uh, to unpack this because God is describing the physical appearance of Lucifer. It's definitely a an artwork. Yes. Yeah. He's, he, it says I mean, he was perfect in beauty. Yeah. Perfect in beauty. I don't think the Bible mentions that, you know, those characteristics to other angels, right? It does not. It does not. It's like very specific. Very specific. To, to him. Yes. And then it says every precious stone covered his bodily form. Uh, we don't know if this was his skin, if this if this was the makeup of, of his, his wings. Um, but either way, the precious stones, when you when you look at the list, they're 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 transparent or they're semi-transparent, which means uh, light could penetrate yeah, and, and shine through. through those stones. OK. Yeah. All right. And, th and there's the word that we talked about earlier. Shine. Remember, we said, you know, the his name, Halel means shine shine okay or hallel means shine as in boasting shine so that that matches up with his name yeah. okay that's how Makes we know sense. that's how we know it's uh, lucifer and so let's continue on in verse 13 of ezekiel where we left off so it says this the workmanship of your timbrels and pipes was prepared for you on the day that you were created so this tells us that this spiritual ruler he consisted of timbrels and pipes now timbrels are a middle eastern version of a tambourine mm. okay yeah. they're considered a percussion instrument because of the the drum skin that covers it you know you you see tambourines today they don't have that skin they, they're open and you know they use them a lot in praise and worship but the actual timbrel had a skin covering like a drum and that mean that meant that you can play uh rhythm on it yeah. and you know the timbrels as well uh, I think it's amazing, Pastor, how um, we can associate uh, Lucifer with music. Mm -hmm. Because it says, even from the day that you were created, 
timbrels and and pipes, pipes. were. Mm-hmm. So it's totally associated with with music and noise. Uh, yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, we know that pipes are wind instruments. Uh huh. And so yeah. when you talk about the wind, right? Yeah, the Holy Spirit. The Holy like, Spirit would, back blow, would blow in heaven and and blowing through Him right. and creating worship. And we know that that pipes today instruments that you can manipulate the pipes in order to play individual notes yeah. or chords tones right. And so this spiritual ruler that we're talking about, Lucifer, was bright. And shiny because he reflected the light, the glory of God while he was in the garden of God. So that indicates that he was an angelic being. He was he, he was full of reflecting agents to reflect the glory of God. So he shined brightly and he was a musician. Yeah. That's how we know this he is described. Yes, yeah, he's described. And now I have a question. OK, uh, it mentions that he was in the garden of God, right? Right. Was this garden down here? Uh, in or, or in that's, a, that's a really good question. Was it down here? Yeah. Oh. What did we talk about when we talk about UFOs? The mysteries of God. Yeah, the mysteries of God. Exactly. <laughs> mysteries of the Lord. Uh, that's one of those that we'll know when we get there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and like you said earlier, this there's no other descriptions depicting angels the way that that's Lucifer the, is described. Right. Yeah. It described him with, I mean, a lot of, you know, yeah. beauty, beauty and perfect and art. Beauty. Yeah. Yeah. What else can we learn about Lucifer from Ezekiel? Let's let's look at verse 14 and 15. Let's okay. see. It says this. You talking about Lucifer were the anointed cherub who covers. I established you. You were on the holy mountain of God. You walked back and forth in the midst of fiery stones. You were perfect in your ways from the day you were created till iniquity was found in you. Wow. Mm-hmm. And so Ezekiel here, he further describes Lucifer as being the anointed cherub who covers. Yeah. He was the chosen angel. He was chosen. Anointed means chosen. Yeah. So he was cho- He was the one chosen to lead. To lead. Praise and worship. And, and to reflect God's glory. God. And mm-hmm. what's interesting for me, Pastor, is uh, the Bible very few times mentioned about the mountain of God. Mm-hmm. I think that that's a physical place in heaven mm-hmm. that I don't think that all the angels have access to that, you know. Yeah, I don't know. The, the mountain of God. I know. And, and it mentions there that he was in the mountain of God. He was. Mm-hmm. He had a straight relationship with God. Yes. He had full access to God. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and so when we talk about the anointed cherub and he was chosen to cover, did you know that the word Ezekiel used here for uh, cover is sokak? Sokak. Sokak. And, and, and that means? That means it's an object that's used to screen or to cover or to protect. Oh. So his job, his job was to provide cover or protection for God's glory. He was there to protect the glory of God. Wow. What a responsibility. Heavy responsibility, <laughs> right? The greatest responsibility <laughs> in heaven. No kidding. And so that's probably the reason that Lucifer was referred to as the bright and morning star because he reflected God's glory. He reflected it. Yeah. So he, he was bright. I mean, oh my gosh. Just think about it. Yeah. Just imagine God's light reflection, reflecting in him. Yes. And for him to be described as the morning, the bright and morning star. Mm-hmm. Now, his, his Hebrew name, Halel, translated into English as Lucifer makes total sense when you think about it, right? His name, Lucifer, when you translate to 
to Hebrew is Hallel, and we looked at all the meanings, praise, shite, uh, shine, bright. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Now it makes total sense why his name is yeah. Lucifer. Interesting. Uh, just a, a quick quick thing that I would like to share. In Portuguese, mm -hmm. his name, uh, Lucifer, means light and faith. Oh, really? Light and faith. So yeah. if you put these two, you know, light in Portuguese is luz. Uh, fé is faith. So together is light and oh, faith. Light and so faith. I don't really, I mean, know what's the, the root of the, the meaning. Mm -hmm. I really believe that the Hebrew is more faithful. Mm -hmm. But it's, I mean, mm -hmm. it's really interesting. Okay. Light and faith. So what happened to this to this creature? What happened to Lucifer? Well, I mean, he had it made, don't you think? I mean, he was in the presence of God. He was the worship director, the leader. He um, was reflecting God's glory. He had total access to God. Total access. God. Physical access. I mean, in like in his presence. Yeah, and he continually. Was, he was in charge of other angels too. Yeah. Right? He was, he was. responsible. Uh why do we associate him when we say Lucifer? Why, why is it that we just automatically we associate him with evil and with demons? Mm. Interesting, because the name, like Lucifer, mm -hmm. uh, at least in my language, uh, the meaning is good. Mm -hmm. You know, the meaning is good, but we know that the the current. Uh, situation mm -hmm. of the one who possesses this name is, is really bad. Yeah. Well, uh, I think one, one of the main reasons why we associate the name Lucifer with evil and, and with the demonic is because uh, Ezekiel goes on to tell us exactly what happened. So let's, let's look yeah, at that. Let's, let's continue in chapter 28, verse 16. God says this, By the abundance of your trading, you became filled with violence within and you sinned. Therefore, I cast you as a profane thing out of the mountain of God, and I destroyed you, O covering cherub, from the midst of the fiery stones. Your heart was lifted up because of your beauty. You corrupted your wisdom for the sake of your splendor. I cast you to the ground. I laid you before kings that they might gaze at you. So apparently, Lucifer thought a lot of, him, thought a yeah. lot of himself. He misconstrued his position. He, okay. Yeah. All right. Go on. He, 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 he misunderstood. Uh, he actually he knew who he was mm -hmm. he knew that he was a creature he knew that he was there just to reflect God's glory that the fact that he was special had nothing to do with himself mm -hmm. but just because God created him like that it wasn't because he was too good but because God created him like that so I think that he he misconstrued the idea that he was a creation and he wanted to be like the creator mm. right yeah so maybe he he started thinking that he was doing it all himself. Yes. Right? He, he wanted to take the glory for him. Well, he, he thought that he, it was him that, that was doing it. Yeah. He thought that he was the responsible Yeah. to, you know, to be, to have all the, the, the stones mm -hmm. to reflect so much glory. He thought the glory was his. Ah. You know? Yeah. Him. But, but actually, it was just a reflection of God's glory. So remember the other meaning of his Hebrew name, Hillel? It also means to boast or to praise oneself. Mm, so sense. he thought he could, he thought he was the one doing all of it. Yeah. yeah. And you're right. Maybe perhaps he did think that it was his glory instead of Absolutely. realizing that it wasn't his glory at all. It was God's glory. He was just a reflection of yeah. that glory. He, wow. As humans, you know, we can identify with this characteristic. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, in modern terms, here's what it means in modern terms. <laughs> and this is, this is, this is pretty good. 
in modern terms, uh, so Lucifer was up in heaven. He was doing his job, what he was created for, what his purpose. He was reflecting the glory of God, but he was up there taking selfies and posting himself all over Insta, Snapchat, and TikTok. He was wow. up there just, ah, oh, look at me. Yeah. Oh, Narcissism. Narcissism, yeah. yeah. So uh, for, you know. Something I, that we have to be very careful is uh, God is the one who set the rules. Yes. And, and his rules are good. Mm-hmm. He created the rules for us to, to have pleasure, mm-hmm. you know, and, and live uh, in accordance to his rules. But when you believe that you are the one who created the rules and you want to rule over the rules, uh-huh. that's where the danger is. Very much you know? so. Mm-hmm. So that's actually what happened. I mean, he was, I think that for a long period of time, Pastor, I think that he, he was, he fulfilled what he was called to for yes. a long time. But the danger is after a long time, you actually began to mess up the idea that you are there to, to, to live the rules according to what God wanted. Mm-hmm. When you believe that you become the one who create the rules, it's very dangerous, you know, because God is the only one who can do that, you know? Yeah. If you believe you're the one that created the rules, then you can violate those rules easily. That, yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you if you are the one who create the rules, you might think that you can change the rules. Exactly. Right? Right. And you can't only God. Which is a violation of the rules. Exactly. If you really get technical. So do you know what Gen Z is? No. Gen, generation, Z. Gen, Gen Z is the, is the generation that's... Uh, coming up right now, the teenage Gen Z, Gen Z, Generation Z. Okay, that's so. I'm going to speak their language for just a second about about Lucifer, because okay. here, here's you know, you know, I was talking about in modern terms. He was he was up in heaven, he was you know chilling with God, doing what he's supposed to be doing, and he was taking selfies and all that. So really, he was an e boy, salty about God because he thought he was dank. He was finna get himself a W by throwing shade. You have a clue what I just no, said? No, I have no clue. Okay. No, you got to explain to me that. I said pride. Pride, pride was found in him. Okay. Pride was found in him. He wanted to share his glory. Um, Isaiah chapter 14, verses 12 through 15, tell the rest of the story about Lucifer. It says this, How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How you are cut down to the ground, you who weaken the nations. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the farthest sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Yet you shall be brought down to show to the lowest depths of the pit. Wow. Mm. Wow. So that's what was found in Lucifer, that pride. Yeah. Right. We have to be so careful. Yeah. So out of this prideful heart, uh, Lucifer decides he's just as good as God. Yes. To the point that he wanted to ascend and sit in the mount of the congregation. That's right. And he thought he deserved to receive glory as well. Exactly. And now here's the interesting thing. A lot of people think uh, that Lucifer set out to be over God, to be above God, but he didn't. He said, uh, I will be like the most high because even in his, even in his iniquity, he understood. He feared God. He understood that he could not be over God. Yeah. But for whatever reason he had flawed thinking which you were guilty of too he thought he could be like god i i believe pastor that he knew that there is no higher place you know above god that there is mm. no way he is the highest 
Mm-hmm. So uh, I think he was uh, he wasn't as dumb. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, that that gets me to a, a place where I, I really want to talk a little bit about. I'm going to veer off just for a second because I want to address that real quick. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, Lucifer is not dumb. No, I want you to think about Lucifer's position where he was at. He knew things. He knows things. He knows more than you and I know. Yeah, he knows the word better than you. Much and I. better than us. Um, he knows. You cannot be in the presence of the glory of God for any length amount of time and just watch how how God operates and not learn. And yeah. I think that's why he his wisdom became corrupted. He had the wisdom, but it got cre- it was corrupt corrupted by his pride. Yes, and let me let me just say something, Pastor. Uh, we all know that his his story is an ugly story. He, he desired something that he couldn't have. But we can learn something of how great our God is. Mm-hmm. He, as you said, he did not desire to be more than God mm-hmm. because there is no way to be more than God. Right. So I think if there's something that we can learn is that even him, he didn't desire to be anything more because there is no way. Our mm-hmm. God is so great, so awesome that there's no way to be more than him. That's right. Right. Yeah. At least he was smart enough to know that. Yeah. I mean, he's he's very intelligent. I don't want to give him credit for anything, but if you think for a minute that he's dumb or that he's stupid or that um, that you're smarter than he is, uh, you're deceived. And don't be deceived because Lucifer, uh, <laughs> Lucifer's been around for the ages. <laughs> he has seen it all. He's done it all. He yeah. knows exactly how we're going to react to different situations if we don't have Jesus. And he knows how to distract us from the truth. Yeah, he knows. He knows. And so Lucifer wanted to rule all of the angels. He wanted to rule them all. He wanted to set him set his throne above the stars. Yeah. He wanted to rule the angels. But that's not all. He wanted all of it. Um, because of his pride, though, God cast him out of heaven. And his cancerous characteristic was spread to us through the sin in the garden. Yeah. So because Lucifer was in the garden with his corrupted wisdom, um, it was that corrupted wisdom that persuaded Adam and Eve to become like God. So do you believe that uh, when, when he, mankind sinned, a portion, because we sinned because of he, he, he deceived us in the beginning. So part of that characteristic that he had mm-hmm. transmitted to us? Yes, like, uh, I think so. And that's why, you know, when when Jesus is... is uh, the rich, the rich guy, the rich young man comes to Jesus mm-hmm. and he says, good teacher. And Jesus says, why do you call me good? There is no one good, but the father. Yeah. And that's Jesus saying, Jesus that. saying, right. Giving God all the glory. That's right. So I think that we're, we are born into sin. Um, so when people say I'm born this way, yeah, you're right. You are. Yeah. We're all born that way. You know what I'm talking? Oh, you know what I'm sinners. saying? All right. So look at this. Um, Lucifer and his rebellious minions attempted to corrupt all of humankind, if you believe the book of Enoch, by sleeping with the daughters of men. Mm-hmm. This is Lucifer. Um, and, and having that demonic offspring known as the Nephilim. Yeah. Uh, it was Lucifer who attempted to corrupt Jesus by offering all the kingdoms of the earth, including the kingdom of Babylon and Tyr, if only Jesus would bow down and worship him. This yeah. is Lucifer we're talking about. He always wanted worship. Yeah. Uh, and it will be Lucifer who will be bound in chains and thrown in 
to the dark pit for a thousand years by the very same Jesus who he attempted to corrupt. Yeah. And that's the victory that we have over this nefarious character that we call Lucifer. And um, it's also Lucifer who will refuse to bow down to the one and only God that will be cast into the lake of fire. Well, they will burn for eternity. And this, my friends, is the number one reason that those of us that worship the Lord Jesus to continually take self-inventory because we ourselves can fall into this issue, this iniquity that Lucifer fell into, which is pride. So easy. And and I I think I can say this because I'm uh, somewhat of a musician um, a little bit. And so I can I can see how how a struggle a much of a struggle it is for actual musicians. Yeah, it's unbelievable, Pastor. How uh, how musicians uh, we tend because we deal with the same gift is the gift of music. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. how uh, how dangerous it is for musicians to become pride of themselves. And this is something that really happens even at church. Yeah, you know even at church we have to be very careful. I think that there is something about music. There's something about music, but it's that is amazing, and it's so amazing that sometimes we might uh, mistrue the idea that music is not our identity. Mm-hmm. Music is something that God created for us to worship Him. Right. So that's what happened. Uh, he thought music was His identity, mm-hmm. and as musicians uh, at you know in the church uh, environment. We have to be very careful to think that even if we like, if we are a good musician, if we can play a good instrument and, and you know sing very well, uh, that's for God's glory alone. That's yes. not who we are. That's not who we are. That's something that God gave us. It's a, it's a tool that God gave us so that we could express to Him uh, who He is. Right. Uh, and that, that's why I really think that in the church environment. Uh, even outside musicians need to be very very careful to you know to separate right who they are and who the gift is exactly yeah i think that translates to more than than music though i think that anytime that that we as humans are exercising the gifts and the talents that god has given us and we forget or we lose sight of the fact that that's a gift that God gave us to glorify God. Yeah. And we start to glorify ourselves thinking, oh, we're doing this. Um, we're the best um, you know, football player on the planet. We're the best um, musician uh-huh. on the planet or, or we're the best actor or actresses uh, on the planet. Then we start to deceive ourselves and, and believing that we are our own God. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's pride. And believing that we are the reason that we can do something so good. Exactly. You know? We forget who the giver of the gift the, exactly. is. And that's pride. And pride, you know what? Pride is cancerous. Pride corrupts. It contaminates. It contaminates everything. And, and this is the way I like to put it. Pride is the soil that the roots of sin feed on. Wow. So that's pride deep. is the soil that the roots of sin dig deep, out, deep, dig deep into. Yes. And they feed on that. And I, I, I would add something to that, Pastor. When when there's pride, there's always comparison. Mm-hmm. You begin to compare, yes. you know, because there's you are so full of yourself that you begin to compare yourself to other people. Oh, I play better than that person. Oh, I sing better than that person, you know. Right. So that's why God says 
that if you want to be great, you got to be humble. That's right. You know? uh, humility is the key uh, to everything kingdom. Everything kingdom is based in humility. Yeah. I mean, you think exactly. about Jesus, the Lord himself humbled himself and, and became flesh. He emptied himself, I mean, mm -hmm. at full. Yeah. And now he has the highest position in, in existence. He does. So when we talk about pride and we talk about Lucifer, I think, I think the main point of, of this message is that we have to be careful. We have to continually take self-inventory and ask God to reveal, are there, are there any areas of pride in my heart? And remember, Jeremiah says the heart is the most deceitful thing. Yeah. And so we've got to continually ask for that revelation, for that searching out, for that God to search our hearts to make sure that our motivations are clean, our hands are clean, our hearts are pure. Yeah. Because pride, let me tell you what pride does. Um, pride, pride is very subtle. And, the, and Lucifer is very subtle in how he goes about uh, now, not as Lucifer, but as the adversary or a shaitan or, or mm -hmm. Satan. Um, think about this for a second. This is what pride does. Pride asks these kind of questions. Pride will say, how do I make myself feel better than you mm -hmm. and everyone else today? How do I make myself feel better? How do I feel better about myself? What do I need to do to make, to make myself feel better than you? Okay. Pride says this. Pride says, I'm more spiritual than you. Mm. I have more faith than you. Um, I have special revelation that you don't have. And I know exactly. I know how God moves. And I know why he moves. And I know why he won't move. That's pride, brother. Wow. Um, pride exalts the self. Yeah. Uh, in Hebrew, pride is the halel, the praise of self. That's so true. The praising of boasting of self. And it doesn't have to be through direct words either. It doesn't have to be through the things that we say. It can be, like I said, it's subtle. And you may actually think you're doing the work of God by strongly encouraging others to act and to behave and to believe like you do. That strong encouragement, yeah. you know what I'm talking about? Um, Luke talks about pride in chapter 18 in verses 9 through 14. He talks about pride because Jesus tells this parable to, to his disciples. And in the presence of his disciples, while he was telling this, there were the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the religious leaders. And Jesus tells this parable um, that uh, there was a, a Pharisee and a tax collector. And the Pharisee uh, was praying, saying, oh, I just thank you, Lord, that I'm not like this tax collector. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, it's and the so comparison thing. is the comparison thing. And, and, and the parable was about people who believe that they're doing the work of the Lord, but their attitudes about others, uh, because of those attitudes, they prove to be self-righteous and arrogant. And the other word for that is pride. Um, and we got to be careful. And I'm guilty of this. Mm -hmm. I'm not throwing stones. If I am, I'm throwing them at myself because I, I have been found guilty of pride. Because uh, pride says this. Pride says this, believers. It says, I thank you, Lord. You remember the prayer of the, of the Pharisee? I thank you, Lord, that I'm not like those poor little believers who are fearful of death and disease. Wow. I thank you, Lord, I'm not like those little lemmings that go with whatever the authorities tell them to do. I'm thankful, Lord, that my faith is so much stronger than theirs. Yeah. It's dangerous because pride, uh, pride really creates uh, out of sufficiency 
Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's the, the right word to say, but uh, it really makes you feel and think that you can, you know, you are good enough, you're justice enough, mm -hmm. you're just enough, uh, you're talented enough to judge other people. Oh, yes. You Let's know? talk about that for a second, because pride says that. Pride says it's my calling to criticize or it's my calling to judge others. Um, it's my it's my calling to judge the church. It's my callings to to question all of the decisions that maybe a church is making. In other words, it's it's my job to, to spend my time worrying about what the body of Christ is doing rather than worrying about what I'm doing to further the yeah. kingdom of Christ in order, in or, in other words, I spend more time worrying about what others are doing than I do fulfilling the great commission of going out and making disciples. If you really analyze this better, it's a cycle, you mm -hmm. know, it's a cycle. Uh, so it's you wanting to do things that you are not called for, but because you think you are out of sufficient, you think that you can do that and only God can do that. Right. You know, that's exactly what happened to Lucifer in heaven. It is exactly what exactly. happened. Exactly. He wanted the position that wasn't his. That's right. Right. And so when 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 folks go about doing it now, the non-believers, um, you know, they're going to do what they do. And, and this word is really, you know, I, my hope and prayer is that non-believers are brought to salvation. Um, but the, this word pride and Lucifer, Lucifer is a believer. Oh, yeah. Okay. Lucifer is a believer. He is. Uh, he was in the presence of God. He was chosen by God. We are a chosen uh, people. We are a chosen royal priesthood to represent God. God. Okay. So we're also chosen. Don't let that anointing, don't let the anointing that God has given us as chosen to fulfill the great commission, do not let that anointing uh, rise up to think that, that you have this special privilege mm -hmm. um position to start criticizing and judging yeah. um because that you miss it if you do so uh, because we know that romans 8 1 tells us there's no condemnation for those that are in christ jesus okay so what does that mean Man. that means if so that means stefano if you or i or if anybody out there if, if you're if you're condemning your brothers and sisters in christ for anything they do I want you to pay careful attention to this, okay? If you're out there condemning your brothers and your sisters in Christ for wearing a mask or for not wearing a mask, for getting vaccinated or for not getting vaccinated, for being a Democrat or for being a Republican, um, for anything, you've forgotten your place yeah. and um, you're, you're no longer doing the work of the Lord. You're actually doing the work of Lucifer. Yeah. You're in line with him. The Bible says, don't judge. Mm -hmm. Right. What same measure will be used against you? <laughs> That's a scary thought, because <laughs> uh, I know I've been guilty of judging others. And, you know, I pray for forgiveness and for forgiveness from anyone else that I've ever judged. Uh, now, we're not, talk we're not talking about looking at the fruit. We're talking about being the judge and the jury of others and saying, well, well you bless your little heart. <laughs> you're not going to heaven. You know what I'm talking about? So um, here's the other thing. Pride exalts the self. And if you're exalting yourself, then you're attempting to set a throne above the stars of God. You're attempting to sit on the top of the mountain of the congregation. You are speaking for God out of pride and vanity. 
Wow. That really means that you're taking the Lord's name in vain. That's what that means. And there is a commandment yeah. against that. Thou shalt not take the Lord's name in vain. That's what it means. When you, when you set yourself up to be over people, to look down on them, to be demeaning toward them, um, you're not showing the love of Christ. You're showing condemnation. Yeah. And in showing that condemnation, because you're professing to be a believer, then you're, you are showing the opposite of what God really is. And you're doing that out of pride and vanity. And that is taking the Lord's name in vain. And the, the worst part about this whole thing is that you're setting yourself up to be cast down. Wow. Um, Unbelievable. Yeah. So, you know, we would all do well to remember Proverbs 16, 18, that says pride comes before destruction and an arrogant spirit before the fall. Ultimately, pride brought down God's chosen worship leader. Yeah, down. It brought him down. And Lucifer went from praising God and leading the angelic host in worship to being an accuser, mm-hmm. a slanderer, yeah. a gossiper, an adversary, a liar. a liar, a shatan, which means adversary in Hebrew. That's that's where we get his other name, Satan. Satan. Uh, and, you know, he, he leads the rebellion against God. And unfortunately, sometimes believers get caught up in the works of Lucifer uh, when they start operating out of uh, a sense of, of the Pharisee who felt that he was, he was righteous because of what he was. Because of who he was, yeah. Because of who he was. Once again, Stefan, I want to thank you for being on Fringes of the Faith. And I want to thank all of you. All of you who are listening, who are sharing this with your friends and your coworkers and your family, um, it's just been a, a, an amazing um, first start. And we're in episode yeah. three, and and uh, I'm just thankful and praise God for uh, everything that's happening with this podcast. And so if there's a topic, again, if there's a topic out there that you want us to tackle on Fringes of the Faith, be sure to comment below and send us an email. Yeah. Info at capstone.church. Well, brother, I'm so thankful that, <laughs> that you stepped in for this because this was a tough one. Yeah. Uh, this is a tough one because it's it's hard for us to admit our weaknesses. And this is one of them for sure for, for musicians like ourselves. Yeah. This this can be an area of concern. So yeah. uh, you want to say something, final word about that? Yes, absolutely. I think uh, we have to, it's a daily, uh, it's a daily exercise humbling ourselves, you know, it's something that we daily have to do. There is nothing about us that we should boast. But uh, if we have everything, anything, it's because God in his mercy, you know, shared a little bit with us for his honor and glory. Amen. It's my pleasure to be here. I hope to be here soon. Oh, well, <laughs> you're always you're always welcome, Stefano, to be a guest here. So that's it for now. Uh, remember to stay in the word, stay alert and be not deceived.